Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the very first episode of the Football Bit Podcast. So essentially in this podcast, we're just going to be covering the uh, the recent football news, talk a bit of rubbish about it, give our opinion, uh, in no way expert opinions, and uh, just, just see where we go, really. Um, that's where we're going, mate. We're going big. We're going, right uh, to going places. Um, so, kick off straight away this week. Man City went top of the Premier League. Frank Lampard was uh, booted out of his job at Chelsea. Uh, Chris Wilder did uh, did the job on us, United. And uh, I don't know if any of you saw in the Milan derby what happened between Lukaku and Ibrahimovic. Let's start off with that one. Let's start off with Quite that. Quite funny, to be fair. Zlatan, would he beat Lukaku in a fight? Yes, he would. I think it'd be I a close I don't know, fight. Lukaku's a brick shithouse. I he think is. Zlatan just acts hard. I think Lukaku would nail him. Yeah, he'd uh, bitch him. Yeah, but Zlatan's a black belt. Yeah, you got to remember though, Lukaku <laughs> takes one touch of him and Zlatan's gone. If it's yeah, we, we, know what Lukaku, a ball, we know what Lukaku's touch is like. Well, yeah, he signed for Chelsea. He took one touch of the ball and ended up at United. Yeah. I like Lukaku right. United. I had a lot of time from there. Nothing wrong, shame. mate. It's wrong type of player. The problem was, wrong player. Wrong signing. Wasn't his fault. I know, I don't think it wrong. was... I don't think it was a wrong player. I think it was a wrong manager. I think if he was to be playing in the system we use now, I think he'd probably be thriving. Well, he can't be any lazier than Martial. Put it like that. Oh, don't. But yeah, um, so for any of you that didn't see it, um, it was the Milan derby at the weekend. It finished 2-1 to Inter Milan. Uh, an awesome last-minute free kick by Christian Eriksen. He showed um, up. The forgotten man. Did, yeah. He showed up um, for Mons. Yes, Christian. And, he, and he's currently uh, gone with a very questionable haircut. I think he's just received, isn't he? Um, yeah, so Christian Eriksen, 20, um, 97th minute free kick, 2-1. Zlatan Ibrahimovic was shown a red card for two bookable offences. Uh, but, you know, the main talking point from that match was the was the big the big argument between them. Did any of you hear what was said? It's been very misconstrued. You can see think- the one... There's one bit of footage that is out there you can find easily that you can hear quite clearly what's been said, but now it's been thrown in. Apparently racism was used and yeah, stuff like that. Just, I think that was people <clears> trying I, to make a story. I yeah, don't think that's the case that. because Zlatan, you got to remember, has played with Lukaku. Yeah, they were United. United together. Nah. I'm not saying that meant they were friends, but if I he was going to say something to him, he would have said something to him before now. Yeah, exactly. I think it was just more of a case of the, it's, a, it's a big game in Italy. That it's you know arguably the biggest game in Italy. You know, they're two massive. It is the biggest game history. in Italy. The uh, fact they share know, a stadium is bad enough. Yeah, exactly. You know, I think it was just sort of the, the heat of the moment that got to them both. You know, they're both big personalities. They're both, you know, both aggressive players. Lukaku is a very big personality. Yeah. So I think Lukaku, Lukaku was probably the first player in a while I've seen win the win the war of mental of mind games against Latan. Yeah, I mean, in terms of mind games, Latan is one of the best, isn't he? And, and to get under his skin is saying a lot. The last yeah, player I've seen to do that was Tyrant Biggs. Yeah. To be fair, though, the Latan red card was questionable. He, he was running behind um, Ben Assur. Uh, no, not Ben Assur, he plays the same team as him. Um, Borelli? Borello? Borello. He was running behind him yeah. and he literally clipped his heel uh, and he was sent off for it. The second book of offence. He was obviously booked for the first... In the first half, for I think ball. it's because he knew it was a counter attack. That's why he gave him a second. It was an intentional foul. It, it wasn't it was like a soft a... one, though. It was a soft. It was. A it soft was soft, pass. but I can see why he's been sent off. Yeah, it's. I mean, you'd feel a bit harsh as well. You, you'd, you'd feel, sorry, you'd feel a bit harshly done if you were sent off for that. But I think, I think the referee just wanted to get one of them off the pitch. To be honest, yeah. yeah. Because I personally wouldn't want to stand in the way of them too if they were going at it. You know, that's uh, it's not what I'd want to be doing. No, I yeah, yeah. I just walk away. I just, I just sit on the goalpost for a bit. I just let him carry on. Yeah. <laughs> so, other yeah. big news of the week: Frank Lampard right to be sacked. No. Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? It's um, you know, obviously Chelsea weren't in great form, but you'd want to stick by him a bit longer, wouldn't you? I mean, Jesus Christ, the bloke's a club legend. You know, he's all right. Granted, he, he's the signings he made haven't really paid off as they hoped they would but I mean 
you know, he started the season in good form. He was top of the league for a little bit. It's a dip of form. You'd, 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 you'd want your club to stick by you in a situation like that. You know, the way, and I'm not saying it just going to be a United fan, the way that United have stuck with Solskjaer. That does, uh, was, the way Liverpool stuck with Klopp. Exactly, is, yeah. Is a good example. We weren't, we weren't exactly unbelievable, but there were signs. There were signs yeah. we go, right, we'll stick with him. The, the thing is, right, Frank Lampard had got Mason Mount playing fantastic football. I mean, Mason Mount That's is one of the best attacking midfielders in the league. Um, On current form. Yeah. Um, you know, Tammy Abraham last season was in incredible form. Reese James. Reese James. Form, right absolute revolution this season. Um, Got Kurt you know, playing well. Yeah. And, you know, he was an Everton fan. Um, Free Zuma. Free Zuma. <laughs> yeah. Um, ben Chilwell, another one. He was a cracking signing for Chelsea. I think he was a signing that has probably paid off the best from him or Mendy. Yeah. Mendy's been good. Um but yeah, I think it was harsh. I think it was harsh to get him uh, to to sack him. You know, you could sort of see the writing on the wall, though, especially being at Chelsea. I and, you know, don't see it as his fault, Frank. For um, I think I think the right I think he signed the right caliber of players for his system. Yes and no. I, I half agree with you. I think he's got too many attacking players. Too, sorry, too many world class attacking players. You know, I mean, if you look at that Chelsea team, you've got you've got a world-class when they signed them. Um, you know, the, the midfield needs strengthening. You know, Kante, who is, you know, not what he used to be. Sorry, Kovacic. Kovacic, Sorry, is a, Kovacic is a massively, massively underrated midfielder. He Jorginho is incredible. Is, Jorginho is just lazy. Um, he can take a penalty, though. He can take a penalty. Jorginho is a perfect midfielder for a certain type of system. But, but In terms one. of... Just ticking the ball over and not losing it. He is brilliant for that, Jorginho. In terms of how intense the Premier League is and constantly need you don't get that time, not really suited to him, I don't yeah, think. Well, I, mean, he's, he's I think that's time, why he was so good in the Serie A. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah, he's come from a It's more of a slower break. pace to Serie A to the Prem. Mm, yeah, definitely. But no, I think with the, with the attacking players that Chelsea have signed, I think, first of all, not being able to get them all playing together well is I don't really think you can put too much of the blame on Lampard there because you know he's only been managing three years and he's never really managed world class players you know as much as you want to say that fucking Kazim Richards from Derby is world class he's not um, so he's never really <laughs> managed world Richards. he's never really managed world class players um, never really managed world class players so um, you know that was a first name. Again, I think the signings he made, if you were a Chelsea fan at the end of that transfer window, you'd be buzzing with the signings that were made. You know, yeah. but he's just got too many world-class attacking, uh, like attacking players. You know, you've got Mason Mount, you've got Giroud, Abraham, Werner, Havertz, um, Ziyech, Hudson-Odoi. That's that's seven I've just reeled off there. It is impossible to get all them into the same team and happy. You know, Pulisic. Olivier Giroud. Pulisic, yeah, there's another one. Olivier Giroud is a criminally underrated striker yeah. um, Arsenal a prime example of that yeah didn't exactly. like him when he didn't like him when he was there Missing now he's gone, gone. didn't um, realise what they had till he's gone yeah I think I do think it was harsh sacking Lampard but you know, some of the blame some of the blame has got to fall on him you know if you if you spend yeah over 200 million on players in the summer and by this time of the season you're ninth in the league you know, he does have to take some onus for that. But yeah, I think at least stick with him till the end of the season, you know. See I think can... they just went with I, I it. Think it's one of those, I think it's one of those things of that when you buy that many players, and it is pretty much a brand new club at Chelsea, you've got to give the players time to gel with each other. Exactly, yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's, you know, because let's say, how many players did they sign? Eight, nine? I think it was about eight or nine, yeah. And most of them now are first team players. You know, you got to give them time to gel and try and play exactly. together. Yeah, I, I mean, you would be slightly annoyed as a Chelsea fan they didn't get out of the centre half you know Thiago Silva was a I I for one thought it was a bit of a stupid signing at the time but he's turned out to be a cracking signing but short term it's decent you, you need that long term like long 24, term. 25 year old centre half they start, he stopped playing Rudiger for example I think he's really good I, I rate Rudiger I think he's a good centre back Zuma wasn't doing actually anything bad a lot of it didn't help at the start of the season with Kepa. He was not help contributing towards the defensive woes. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But 
I can see why they got rid of him. I think they should have given him more time, but I can see why, especially with Thomas Tuchel being available. I, yeah, I think I think the fact he was available sort of almost pushed Lampard out the door. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, at the minute, it's so difficult. There, there are so little managers out there available. You know, say, let's just say for argument's sake, Liverpool were to sack Klopp or United were to sack Solskjaer. Who's out there to go for? There's, there's not one, there is, is there? Like, you've got Rafa Benitez, maybe. But, unless you, know you I mean. want to force somebody out of their club, which is not exactly. going to be easy to do. Yeah, and you're going to have to pay out your ass to do that. So I think maybe Tuchel being there and, and Lampard's form not being the best, maybe Bramovic has just gone, listen, it's it's essentially going to be now or, or never. Because, you know, he's, he's obviously a manager that's going to find another club like that, you know. Um, and he does. I think he, he took did, the job too early. He clearly didn't want to take a break. I would have liked to have seen Lampard go to the end of the season. Um, yeah, see where they are at the end of the season and then go from what happened then. But it, it's a typical Chelsea move. They'll have a manager for a couple of months, a couple of years, and then when the form just dips a little bit, they get rid of him. It's always exactly, been the same yeah. with Chelsea. It's, it's the way Final, they go, isn't it? Um, I mean, look at Mourinho, for instance. You know, he won the league. He won back-to-back leagues. Sacked him and, twice. You know, sacked him twice. Oh, and there goes the microphone. Right, go in and, then. you know, it's... It's the typical Chelsea. We have a look at um. Oh, he was the one who won the Champions League with Demetrio. Demetrio won the Champions League and FA Cup in the same season. Next season, had a little dip of form, sacked him. Sacked him, yeah. Well, I don't think I, I don't think Demetrio was a particularly good manager, was he? That Chelsea team was really good, though. Yeah, you know, what the football they were playing in the Villas Boas before he came in, though it was a massive difference. Mm, yeah, definitely. but again, I think that was a case of I don't like saying because I hate hearing about it. I think that was a case of players not wanting to play for certain managers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You see it a lot. Ranieri's a prime example. Leicester. Ranieri should have had a job for life at Leicester. I mean, yeah, yeah. The thing he did with that club, fucking hell. I know I was going to replicate that. But saying that, Brendan Brendan, Rogers, Brendan is now establishing Leicester. Um, I was the first person to say that Brendan Rogers isn't a brilliant manager. You know, when he was at Liverpool, I thought, you know, Luis Suarez. And 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 Sturridge carried that team. I, this is what I was saying at the time. Um, I don't think a lot of managers could do what he's done with Leicester. You know, he's turned. I mean, for Christ's sake, he's turned James Madison into a fantastic player. I mean, Harvey Barnes. He was at Cardiff two years ago, and he's one of the better wide players in the league. He's definitely season. somebody I'd be very interested in for signing Harvey Barnes. I think he has quality. Yeah, I think the thing is, and Leicester is such a such, they're such an unspoken about team. Like they've got such yeah. a brilliant team. Like that, like that Telemans, he's fantastic. Wilfred and Didi, I don't think there's exceptional. a better. I think there's a better defensive midfield in the Premier League at the minute than him. No, I the agree. one thing I worry I about Indeed is the agree. most though is that at the moment he's starting to pick up a lot of injuries. I don't to be honest, players that is currently injury prone and always injured every week because he is a fantastic talent. Yeah, yeah, no, you're absolutely he went, right. He went off injured last night against Everton again. That's not he, he came back two or three weeks ago. Yeah, he um he's one of them, isn't he? It's, you just got to hope that injuries don't hinder his career and don't yeah. you know force him into that sort of level where then players sort of stick when they're just you know, go they, to go don't just force to... him into potential because he's only twenty four as well. He's young. Yeah. Twenty four. Just to go back to the Frank Lampard thing. Final point on it. Do we think he'll go back one day? Yes or no? Um, it wouldn't surprise me because obviously he's got massive ties with the club, but I think it'd be wrong for him to go back. I don't think he'll be in management for a, a huge amount of time as well. I think he I think he might have a couple more clubs and then just just call it. I reckon it? his next job he might go to West Ham or something. Or I, could see him, I could, could see him being England manager one day. Newcastle, I would make. I think makes sense. West Ham would be very stupid to sack David Moyes right now. Oh, oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying sack David Moyes now. I'm just saying that you know if the job does come available, since you know his, you know his dad played for. I'm pretty sure his dad played for West Ham. Well, he played. Yeah, he West played Ham, for West Ham, didn't he? Didn't he? Yeah. And he played for West Ham as well. You know, it's. Um, yeah, no, I think I think Lampard will probably get the England job one day. Um, mm. Considering yeah, some of the managers over the years that have had the England job, and if you know, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, it's it's no it's no secret that he's a you know I think he's a decent manager. 
You know, he's a cloud of dipper form. But I mean, look at last season, you know. He he, he got them young players at Chelsea playing good football. Yeah. Um, there's nothing for you. On the topic of England manager, um, I know all of us are, are Welsh supporters, but it's a conversation, isn't it? Who um who would you think would go there after Southgate? Stephen Gerrard. Do you think? Because I, I think, think that I think... man has done. See, I'm a, I'm an Everton fan. Do you know? I've never been one to like Gerrard, but I can't knock his ability to play because he was. Yeah. And the things he's done for that Rangers team. Let's let's face it. With Celtic, Celtic normally nine out of ten win the league every season. Yeah, yeah. What he's done with that Rangers team is phenomenal. Let's face it, Rangers should win the league this season. I mean, something's gone terribly wrong if they don't. What's that, 23 points clear? 25 points? Something daft. Like, I, know something like, I, think, I think it's like still. 19 after two games in hand. And that's why I know Celtic winning all their games as well. Hmm. No, what uh, he's done at Rangers is, is awesome. I mean, that was one of the hardest jobs in world football. And people think I'm stupid when I say that. It's not because that league is at the highest quality or anything like that. But it's like going to the French League, for example, and trying to compete against PSG. If you yeah. can do that, but, then fair play to you. But, but saying that, do you think, because realistically, Rangers had the second best team in that league when Gerard took over. Yeah. He's only yeah. really competing against the one team. And I'm not yeah, discrediting what he's done because, again, to be that far ahead in any league is an accomplishment and it's you know and it's good but I think with the SPFL it's a weird one it's, it's, it's a weird one because you've got to take everything that happens in that I league wouldn't say itself. it was I wouldn't say it was convincingly the second best team in the league if you go back and um, look at the team yeah I I mean I think I think it was more or less convincingly the second best team in the league there's not a uh, there's not but a huge amount of competition like, in that league is there yeah but you compare yeah this when he first when he first took over and then you compare it to the Celtic team would have been at the time to us those players at Celtic don't look that great but to them they're megastars yeah right um, there, over there but do you not think Gerard is almost being groomed for the Liverpool job after Klopp goes because I think that job's already his. If that job comes available this summer, for example, I, or I don't summer. think it'll come. I think it'll be 2024, he said, hasn't he, Klopp? 2024. He said when his contract's over, which is 2023 or 2024. Right. Um, but that is means he said that at the end of the last one, he signed a new deal. So yeah. I, you never know with him. I was um, listening to the Jamie Carragher podcast a couple of weeks back with Gerard. Yeah. And he asked him about this. Hmm. And he goes, Liverpool come knock, looking for a new manager, they come knocking. <clears throat> he goes, do you take that job regardless? He goes, no. He asked him why. He goes, if I feel I'm ready, then yeah. But he goes, I will not let my emotional ties take the best of me. Just take my club when it's not, because I go, I'm still a fan. He yeah, goes, that's, that's right commendable. Things. That's commendable. So you you think Gerard would probably go and be next in line for Liverpool? Uh, not for for England, sorry. Because I mean, I yeah. think if Southgate doesn't deliver at the Euros, I think that's probably him done. Because I, he's been getting a lot of backlash, hasn't he, from the England fans I for his team selection? I don't think well, he is. I think the one manager who set take will take over England after Southgate is actually the man who's just gone to into Miami. Well, I was going to say Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe's a very good show and Eddie Howe deserves a chance at something like that. Because Eddie Howe is still without a club. You know, he left Bournemouth in the summer after relegation. Well, he is winning with a Celtic job, isn't he? If Neil Lennon gets sacked. Do you know I could see going to Celtic? I was going to say, Rafa Rafa Benitez, I could really see at Celtic. And I don't know why, because it's... It's It's just a typical Rafa job. Yeah. You don't know why Um, he's taking it, but he has. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, my, my name for the next England manager would be Eddie Howe. I think he could. I think he could really. You know, he plays. He would play nice. Tackle, That's if Eddie Howe's willing to wait because Southgate won't get sacked within the next. I mean, six, well, not until he's the Euros. The thing is, it's he's waited this long, isn't it? That'd be that's a huge job for any manager. Um, but yeah, I, I I'd, I'd quite like to see him there. And I'm a Wales fan, but you know, with that that pool of talent England have got, fucking hell, they should be winning something. 
Jesus Christ. It's like, always been the same of England, though, the fact that they've got so many good players, but they don't play as a team. They play as individuals. It's, yeah, it's, it's always weird, been the same it? of England. You know, they think, can't play think, together. I think the thing is, it's because all the English players play in the same league and they all play for rivals. Yeah. So, you know, they don't they don't look forward to going on to international duty because they're all constantly playing against each other. Like, yeah. you, you, take, you, you take Euro 2016, for example. That England team all come from the Premier League, all played against each other on a weekly basis, you know, all constantly, you know, checking with Aaron the table because they're their rivals. Mm. Whereas the Wales team, you know, you had our best player, our captain, played for Real Madrid. Um, all right, granted, a couple of them played in, like, you know, the Premier League against each other. But the majority of them were, like, you know, championship, a couple from League One. Um, and you know they look forward to coming on to international duty because there's not that club rivalry there I think that's no. always been England's problem and you know with Sancho going abroad and with um, you know I'm not saying I'm not saying for a minute that he'd be in the team but Jude Bellingham going abroad as well and you know it's becoming more common for English talent to play abroad and play in different countries I think I the think Bundesliga yeah, is I the best about, I, think, I think it's Nantes. the best developmental league in the world it, it definitely seems to be that way doesn't it um because young players are given more of a chance. Yeah. Um, they give more leagues, benefit of the doubt. Serie A seems to be another one where they, they give young players a lot of a chance. Barcelona at the minute are doing that as well. Serie A a lot of young players teams that will give old players a chance. Yeah, it's sort of... The, <laughs> it's a bit of both in it, that league. But yeah, they do like to... Do like to you know, AC Milan have just... Well, in the summer they signed that young lad um, that played with Holland, didn't they? Hog? Haug? Oh, and he's how, able, yeah, how he straight into the first team. It's like AC Milan just signed uh, tomorrow's only on loan from Chelsea. I think that's going to be a good sign of him. I reckon they'll go there permanently. Yeah, well, there's an option to buy, isn't there? There's an yeah. option to buy. I think he's, tomorrow he's, he's a very good player. He hasn't been given yeah. a chance at Chelsea. The thing is, he was last season and he had a really good run of games. And then he just couldn't seem to get a break this season, which is... Frustrating for him, they replaced him with a 36 year old centre-back. Yeah, but he played well, hasn't he, Thiago yeah. Silva? Yeah. His debut was a bit rocky, but... Um, well, 3 nil on at half-time against the bottom of the league, West Brom. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I think it's, it's probably about time we address the elephant in the room. Hiya. Um, <laughs> last night, bottom of the league, Sheffield United beat mm. league... <laughs> Uh, well, second place in the league, Manchester United. Well, all right, lads. Eaton tag. What was our uh, what was our takeaway from the game? I think it's only fair that I go first. Um, <laughs> I didn't actually, wanna, I didn't actually watch your first. game because I was watching Everton, so... I watched it. I didn't actually... Anthony Martial. Anthony Martial. Well, it doesn't... I don't understand what's happened with him. Last season... What's happened with him? Last season, 24 goals in all competitions. He picked up one of our better clo- players. Yeah, but he picked up last season behind closed doors at the end of the season because the fans weren't on his back because he can't handle it. He can't handle a bit of criticism. That, that's the impression I get. I might be wrong and he might just be going for a bat. I don't know. But that's the impression but I get. There wasn't a player on that pitch last night for us that I think played well. We just, there was no creativity. There was no, you know, sense of urgency. We were just, it was, Jesus Christ, mate, we were 2-1 down in the 80th minute and we were passing backwards and sideways. You know, and it's, I'm all for, you know, build-up play and, and, and calm and waiting for the opportunity. Don't get me started on that type of stuff. In the last couple <sighs> of games, I've been struggling to get a goal back to get a draw. We've been sending the goalkeeper up for a corner and they're still playing the corner short. Yeah, I don't yeah. think in my entire life watching football, I think about 0.01% of the time I've seen a short corner routine work. Yeah, I know, but um, but doesn't this feel like doesn't this feel like feel like a repeating pattern of Solskjaer? Is that you you start you have a good couple of games, and then it's like four steps back with a defeat to Sheffield. The it thing is, like I don't a think. It- thing. I don't think it is just four good games. Like, like it. I mean, look, this season. I, I don't mean like. I mean like you had a couple. Yeah, yeah of I know what you're going to say. Yeah, knocks. You know, this season we've been the most consistent team in the league. I like. Yeah. We have. You know, we've been we've played good football. We've been grinding out wins when we haven't been playing good football, and that's something we haven't been doing 
since Ferguson left. You know, and I can the as, as a United fan, the reason why we won the league last year. Exactly. As a United fan, I can honestly say I think we're playing the best football we've played since Ferguson left. And I think I think you know, I've got the most faith in this current group of players that we can win something. You need but to it just feels like sometimes we it's the consistency. I, I like I know I've been, I know I said we are consistent, but it I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. It's just there's there's something there. We're missing that big defender. The, re, you know, the reason, we've got Harry Maguire there, and he does it. He does a he does a good job. He you know he, well, he's been in good form this season. But we we need someone to play alongside him. You know, Eric Bailly has been playing well. He's your best. He's your best centre back. He's, he's calamitous. He is. He is, he is. Injury. Pr- he is injury prone as they come. If he can stay fit, Eric Bailly is a brilliant, brilliant defender. Um, yeah. But again, he's rash and he's he's he. He chucks himself into tackles and he's, it wouldn't surprise me if he gets a red card. But it's exactly what your club's built its foundations on. It is, it is. Um, but we need we need pace at the back as well and Bayer's got that. Maguire doesn't. I think Two and Zabie last night had a bad game. Letting go of Fosu Mensa was very stupid in my eyes. Ah, mate, Fosu Mensa wasn't great. I, I, I completely disagree. I think he was absolutely incredible, Fosu Mensa. I think he's really, especially look at this season, look at when you went to... Uh, the Parc de Parc de France, yeah, uh, PSG. PSG away. Yeah, d- d- just say PSG. Yeah, the Parc No, for some reason, it made was a new camp, and I was like, "What?" Was it? You're right. Yeah. Um, no, I I'm very blunt on my opinion of a lot of managers. Anyway, I'm very I'm I'm more than happy to tell to people that I my original opinion only was wasn't the man for a job. That still might be the case. I think a lot of people have that opinion. You know, he's never... It still might be the case. I don't know. Has he impressed me this season or the back end of last season as well? Yeah, he has. But he got you in the Champions League last year. Massive. Yeah. You then threw away that accomplishment by getting in the Champions League by getting knocked out in the group stage this year. Yeah, we very much bottled that. It's not very. It's unacceptable, mate. The, oh, no, the two games you yeah, have to win in that group are the two games of Istanbul. You've already beat Leipzig at home. You've demolished Leipzig at home. PSG away, two massive wins. You, you, know, you beat PSG you... away, Leipzig at home, and you beat Istanbul at home. I know you lost them away, but that's nine points there in yeah, a place where if you play sensible, you get through. Yeah. Not good enough. It was the it, the turning point in that that league was um oh well, in that Champions League group was the the loss to um, Istanbul. I have never in my life yeah. seen defending so embarrassing. It was that's a com- that's a that was a common reoccurrence over so many months with that that the United back four. And it recently, is, it is. It's just it's just a lot. Recently, of it seems to have. I've never been the biggest fan of Harry Maguire because I generally don't see what people write about him. Every time I watch him, I think he's clumsy and he gets dribbled past way too easily. But in the last two or three months, his performances have improved. He's an old-fashioned centre-back, isn't he? Yeah, but he's, he's labelled as a ball. I don't get this whole label behind him. He's a ball-playing centre-back. But He, he, he plays the ball out well. He, he, he can. He, he plays the ball out well, Maguire. You know, he, he, granted, he sometimes does it a bit too much and he just... I think the thing with Maguire is he'll, he'll he'll run with the ball too much. He'll get he'll pick the ball up and he'll just drive with it. He wants to he win tries, every tackle. He tries to be Joel Matip. You know he what tries I mean? To win every ball. And I understand every defender in the world wants to be Joel Matip. I get that, but you know some people aren't just built to take one you know touch of the ball and be in the opposition's penalty box. You know what I mean? Like, and then do funny walks and pull funny faces. <laughs> Half time, <laughs> no contact matter. Yeah, that's um, a great Twitter page, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, no, it's, it was a frustrating no, I, night for us. Um, but he needs to win something this season, Ollie. Not for the sake of his job, for the sake of you need that winning mentality. But the, the, I think the winning mentality is there. You know, we've got we've got big players and bringing Cavani in again. I was another <laughs> one that thought, Cavani, why have we gone for Cavani on a free? You know, there are bringing in the strikers out there. Oh, you leave a Galo alone. I love um, a Galo, mate. I'm just saying it's not. United standard of it. Cavani coming in in the free, I think that was a that was that was a really good signing for us. He's brought a winning mentality there. Fernandez has brought a winning mentality. 
Pogba, Pogba's got a winning mentality. We've got the players there. It's just, I think it's, it's the defense that we need to sort out. It's there's such a when I say there's such mentality. a difference. Sorry, there's just such a difference in class between our you know going forward. We're fantastic on the counter attack. We're the best team in the league. You know, Bruno Fernandez is a fucking revelation. Going for forward, you are exactly what we were about three years ago. Yeah, we're fantastic going forward. It's just at the back. There's, they said there's such a set, there's such a divide in class. You know, I'm not saying that Harry Maguire is not a good defender because I do believe he is, but it's, I don't know. It just there's there's too many mistakes being made and there's too much. Like last night, De Gea had to do better from the first goal. If it was a foul or not, regardless, De Gea come out to punch the ball and he was caught under the ball and it was flicked past him and it went in. Adam fucking Pickford. Oh yeah, we'll talk about Pickford in a minute. Um. Yeah, can we not? I don't, I don't like I think, his name being mentioned. I think Luke Shaw. He's in my season. Luke Shaw deserves a mention. The last couple of months, he's been absolutely phenomenal. And I do think he should go to the Euros if he keeps this format. Yep, I completely agree. I think I he's England's best left back if he keeps this format. There are not many players in the league who can pocket Mohamed Salah twice. I understand. Yeah, he did that one the second game. He scored twice past him. Um, but okay, Kevin, quiet. Yeah, must have done. gone for at one point. Um, <laughs> the, the winning mentality thing, you can have individuals who have got a winning mentality from winning stuff. Bruno's obviously won stuff in Portugal. Cavani. But you ne- they need to win that trophy as a collective group. We would not have won the Premier League last year if we didn't win the Champions League the year before. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I if we'd have lost that final, we wouldn't be where we are now. I know we struggled this season, but th- to be fair, there is valid reasons behind that. A, a dropping form of the forwards and the fact that most of the time this season we practically had half a defence. But more than willing to give Klopp time to sort it back out again. He's earned that time. He's earned this chance. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, you can't be getting on his back. Jesus I Christ. To, I refuse to. Mate. I don't care. For, I, I'll care if we only finish fourth this year, fifth. I'll be disappointed. But I'll understand. Yeah, I don't I'll think get you can get on his back too much. I mean, Jesus Christ. It's... Every team has a drop in form. You're still quite clearly one of the better teams in the league. I do. I think you'll finish near the top. Tonight's still. a big game for us to turn things around. I don't see yeah, so high. Liverpool Spurs tonight. I think we'll lose. Well, no. Yeah. Des, predictions for tonight? By the well, time this goes out, the game... Judge. By the time this goes out, the game would have been played, but... The way I see this, I was Liverpool struggling to score goals in the league. Tottenham will probably just sit there and try to defend. It's probably going to be a boring nil-nil. Yeah, I was going to say no. no, 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 no. If it is, I'll agree with George that Mourinho will try and get a goal early and then just sort of uh, shut up shop. It, it won't even be the case. I don't think Mourinho will even look for a goal. It'll just be... No, he will. He won't play for a draw. Again, you're the, like, it, if you want to play Liverpool, you want to play Liverpool now. Because... The thing is, oh, yeah. I don't understand... Things, I, yes. On the other I hand, under- no. You want, you'll, have a, you'll have a hunger, won't you? You'll have a, a, like a, a fire that It's only going to take one result. Like, like, for example, the FA Cup game on the weekend. Disappointed that we lost, but nowhere near disappointed I has been in the last few weeks. Well, I mean, you because there was, again, didn't you? there was enough signs in that game at times where we were like, this is what we've been playing like. Yeah, definitely. Especially um, second half. Firmino was back to his best. Salah was, had that instinct, that hunger again. Milner's like 50, 58 years of age and he, he still covers more worm for that pitch than any player in the league. Well, I don't even care. He works harder than any player in the league. He's an absolute freak of nature. Oh, Milner's... No, I don't understand what Milner is. I don't know how he's got better of age. He's literally like a fine wine. I he think will he never get talked about though. enough in terms of consistent players in the league, mate. But for the longevity of the career he's had and what he's done, very good Premier League player over the years. Very good play, Premier League player. Hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. So, um, we're all saying it's going to be a boring stale, mate. Yeah. I think one they'll top them. I think we'll have all the ball, we'll have all the shots. You'll try, you'll try and cross it in 47 times. Yeah, because, you know, that is our creativity. Which, to be fair, it's done us once over the last four years, so I can't blame him for still trying. Um, it's clearly not working anymore, and you're still trying it, you know. I, it, this, I was saying this to a group of my mates the other day. Um, I am by no stretch of the imagination Liverpool fan I watch Liverpool games I want Liverpool to lose I, I watched Liverpool Burnley and I was getting frustrated watching you attack because you ping it out to Alexander-Arnold it'll put a cross in and there's no one there 
And it's the, the same Burnley thing game every for... single attack. And if you're playing Burnley, you don't want to be crossing the ball in because Burnley are a big team. They're a physical team. The Burnley ben game frustrated me. Tarkovsky will hit you. The Burnley game frustrated me because that's one thing you'll do against Burnley. You don't cross the ball. And if you do, it's hard and low. Yeah. But I think that was the pinnacle of the bad performances. Like and you can't, you can't get much worse than you played that game. It was, it was, it was. Not even because the chances we had or whatever. It was just so many moments in that game. That you just know if we were the team in form, would have gone in. The yeah, Origi so chances is an example. That if was he, awful. That was really poor. That, that was really he's, poor. He's tried too hard. As daft as that sounds, he's tried too hard to hit the perfect yeah. finish. Yeah. So here's, here's a question for you, George, as a Liverpool fan. Where are you standing at the minute of Firmino? You know, it's, you give, well, this let's, season. Let's go, back, let's go back to the level of this season. If you cast your mind back to the United game, the first one, and all the chances Firmino missed in that. And then you look at the Newcastle game and the Southampton game and the Burnley game as well. And Firmino's missed chances in all of them games. Chances that the Newcastle, a strike of his quality, should be finishing. Where are you standing on Firmino at the minute? It's tough because without Firmino, we we have no system. He 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 defines everything what our system is. So when you take him away from it, it's tough. Yeah. And the reason why Mane and Sal, one of the main reasons why Mane and Sal got to the level they have over the years is because of him. Yeah, he is the go-between, but... But... Again, if he's not playing well... Considering how poor form a lot of us have been in recent recent weeks, the United game, other than his end product with his finishing, not his passing or his pressing or winning the ball back, he impressed me up until that final moment. But I couldn't get too annoyed at him because all of them were doing it. Yeah, no, Newcastle, Newcastle away, Salamis, two one-on-ones. Two one-on-ones and nine times out of ten he scores. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Southampton away, Marnie was probably the one with the big chances. Burnley, again, the big chance fell to the wrong players in that game. And yeah. Nick Pope being an absolute, you know, one of the best keepers in the league, I still defend that. I will always defend that. He's a fantastic goalkeeper. I think with Salah, in Salah's case, I think Salah's very much a confidence player. So if Salah's low on confidence. When, he, when he's on you, it, you can see nobody, can... nobody in the league finish, like, plays like he does when he's on it. No, no, I, I agree. But like, when he's low on confidence, though, that you can see he's low on confidence because he everything almost looks half-assed. Everything almost or looks half-assed, even, and it's it looks like that, he, or it sounds he, stupid. He, he tries too hard. That's the thing. He doesn't pass. He'll, he'll run at you. And he'll run at you. He'll run at you. He'll try and do some step overs. Um, Jermaine Genius actually summed this up perfectly. Oh, I hate, I, I hate him. I Mohamed hate him. Salah is that Sunday league player that's not very good with the ball at his feet, not very good at shooting, not very good at passing, but scores 30 goals a season. On the I, ball, I think Mohamed Salah is a great dribbler. I don't think, think he's a great dribbler. I, I out of our front threes, out of that front three, I think Mohamed Salah is... Your worst. The worst out of the front three, in my opinion. I see. I hate that. For me, for me it's Salah third, then for me, no, I think Mane is your best player. Sadio Mane is absolutely like, Mane is I've one of the never, best wingers in the world. I've never understood this argument. Listen, Salah gets goals, but he doesn't really offer let, a lot more. Let me bring you. You say that, maybe in terms of between goals and assists, he's got since he signed in the Prem, nobody else got more goal contributions than him in terms of goals plus assists. Okay, yeah, but he scores a lot. Yeah, but he also assists more than Mane. <laughs> Maybe when he first signed, then first couple of seasons he was there, he was like phenomenal, insane. Recently though, he he, he tries, he, he will not pass a ball. There's so many instances, mate, where you see it. Mane is fucking squealing the other side of the box and Salah will just be like, oh, no, I'll have a shot at you. You know, he's, he's frustrating to watch at times again and it's, it's, it comes down it comes down to the confidence because when he's low on confidence he tries too hard he'll shoot from fucking me, 40 yards out let me this onto an example but then, then okay just sorry just to, just to counteract my argument you watch him against Palace and he come on he scored two goals and got two assists he was on the pitch for what 20 minutes when Salah's like that he's the best player in the league I will I'll counteract just, just to give it's going to sound stupid where I'm going to put it right Go back to when Ronaldo's at United. Or even if you right. still watch Ronaldo at Real Madrid, if you watch him every week or not, it doesn't matter. 
him and Bale and Benzema, whatever, or him, Rooney and Tevez. How many times did Ronaldo actually pass the ball when there was a chance to shoot? I think Honestly, it's very unfair to compare Mohamed Salah to Cristiano Ronaldo. No, but it's the same basis of that forward three compared to ours now. Ronaldo only passed the ball and the same as Messi for Barca at the moment. He'll pass the ball and he knows he's going to get it back for a shot. Ronaldo now for Juve. He knows you know, if he passes the ball, it's either going to be a guaranteed goal for the player he's passing it to or he'll take it himself or he's going to get it back. I don't care what anyone... Is, is in terms of longevity of his career, Mohamed Salah on the level of Ronaldo Messi? No, because those two have won more trophies. They've got the Ballon d'Ors to back that shit up. But he, I thoroughly believe he is in the top of that bracket just below those two. There's a reason why he has scored the amount of top, goals he has. Top form, you could put him there. Current form, I don't think he makes that bracket at all. He's still the top goal scorer in the league. Right, okay. Current form, though. Yes, he's the top goal scorer in the league. But apart from that, mate, he's offered you nothing. There's a reason he's been dropped for Burnley. There was a reason he was dropped. Um, what was it the game before that? Was he dropped for the game before that? Southampton? Or Newcastle? One of them. He was dropped for a game like that. There's a reason. Because when you're when the team is, not, is in bad form, Salah is in bad form. You know, he's against... Um, Against Southampton, he was just doing the same shit and he was getting tackled every time. Against us, Luke Shaw kept him yeah, quiet completely. All right, granted, against us though. in the FA Cup, granted, against us in the FA Cup, he was one of your better players on the pitch. But when Salah's in poor form, mate, you can tell and, and he's just, he, do, he, he, he tries too form, hard. Though? How many games, out of a 38 game season, how many times is he in poor form, honestly? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Less than 10 games a season. Mane's on five goals this season. Yeah, but Mane offers more. It's, it's, it's. Well, clearly not. I think, I think at this point, I think if you were to speak to most Liverpool fans at this point, if they, if you were to give them an ultimatum between Salah and Mane, I think all of you take Mane. I would rather keep Salah. Why? I think he's overall a better player. Okay. Is that just because he. Okay, I'm not arguing that he doesn't contribute a lot of goals. Salah. You compare him to Firmino and Martin, he's the fairest argument because they're still in the same squad. Yes, Martin likes to look for a pass, so does Firmino. But Salah hasn't got the same attitude in terms of that. Salah wants to win everything, individually and team level. He cares about the team, but he's very much got the same nature of a player like, of determination of a Ronaldo, of a Messi, of a... Mbappe, those type of players who always want to score goals. If there's a chance there, you take, you go for it. Yeah, I'm not saying that, but at what point does it start frustrating you? You know, when you've got when you've he got frustrates the me all the time. He frustrates me all the time. But you 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 can't moan at him for being frustrating for losing the ball when he's trying something to go forward. No, I know because listen, Bruno Fernandez is a frustrating player to watch as well at times. Um, Jesus Christ he could have me kids the best way I look at it but... for Salah <laughs> that are forward free you look at the biggest clubs in the world right now who would like a forward like that Madrid Barcelona PSG if they lose one of the big ones which they're likely to lose Mbappe um, and Munich as an example Munich's a bit different because the Bundesliga is a little bit different I don't think Munich could uh, did, no uh, I don't think Munich could no no well, so that's, that's a, a bit of a different wingers. example but say PSG Barca Madrid right I think he goes to Madrid. It's not that. I guarantee you asked all three of those who would you take out Liverpool's forward line, they go for Salah every single time. I think he'd do better in them leagues. Mane's a more physical player. Mane, Mane is custom made for the Premier League. This is not me saying I don't like Mane. Mane is not. I know, yeah, I know, I know, I know. I know but... He's an absolute sensation and an absolute gem. But Mohamed Salah has already done for more for Liverpool and Liverpool shirt than Fernando Torres who we adored. He has done yeah. more for Liverpool and Liverpool shirt than Luis Suarez. I don't think that was going to happen for another 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. He is, he has been by far our, great, our best forward in the Premier League era. By far. He will go down in, in a lot of people's greatest Liverpool's 11s of all time. That is how good he has been. I, I, I'm not discrediting how good he has been, but I think current form... 
if I was a if I was a Liverpool fan, the way he's playing currently, I'd take money from him at the end of the season. Never. I think there are better players out there. Nope. The Mohamed Salah at the minute. I don't think there's anyone better that's realistic in terms of age. Ronaldo, you can say Ronaldo Messi, but I'm not signing 30 odd year olds. Yeah, okay. I'd say, so, sorry to cut you off. We'll end on a um, on a chat about Everton because we've got an Everton fan. So okay. it's only only fair Yay. to uh, to get your get your humble opinion. Everton Leicester last night. What was your takeaway? I thought first well, half we played well. Yeah. I thought our first half we were a better team and then for some reason second half we tried to defend for 45 minutes mm. which when you're playing a team with Leicester who are that attacking that really good going forward it, it's just not going to happen no. but it was nice to see Jordan Pickford you know, letting it go for him um, yeah. He always really comes nice. with a crucial assist doesn't he? Jordan he does Pickford. bless him he really does if, if it's not there you know it's Anfield Um <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's just it's just so frustrating with Jordan Pickford because you have three or four games of him to be fair he's showing signs that he can be a good goalkeeper yeah and he does something like that last night which is like I said to George I told George, George about this last night if the shot was an actually powerhouse and it skids across the floor and it's west and he mixed out yeah fair enough mm. but it's one of the slowest shots I've seen and, and, this is and he still number can't one. save it and this is England's number one. Yeah. yeah exactly, it's poor. The it's thing just so the, frustrating. What I think it is with Pickford is just, it's quite clearly you can see the quality there. He's a really good shot stopper most of the time. I genuinely um, believe this now. And I, I, I hate him. I, I cannot stand him. The way he handles himself and the way he put. I love the way he plays because quite funny. But... He fucking killed Virgil. Yeah, he, well, he, he never took Virgil's knee. I he, love he, you, not, No, but to be fair, Darren will back me up. I hated him before that. I just can't stand him. Um, T Rex, I it's gonna sound stupid to say I do, ge- yeah, that I do <laughs> generally think he is one of the best shot stoppers in the league. Oh. A pure reaction shot, shot who can put he's one of the keepers at the league who can make a save out of nothing that's absolutely ridiculous. But the problem that comes with him with that, and then you try and catch a ball and let it go in, it, that's yeah, the I- problem. The thing is, it's almost a lapse of concentration with him, isn't it? Yeah. It's almost like he just forgets he's playing in goal. Because there was a bit before the goal last night that there was a cross, I can't remember who crossed it in. But it's clearly going wide. Yeah. Is that and in the same attack as he, the goal? Yeah, and he turns it, and he put, it's like, there's no need to touch it. It's clearly going wide. Just leave it go. Mm. The, best uh, I'm, the best reference I can make to him in a sort of similar way is... De Gea when he thir- was thirsty United. Yeah, he yeah, would no, make, that's he pretty would, accurate. He he would make some of the most ridiculous saves you will ever see a goalkeeper do. But as soon as it comes to something basic, yeah, it's almost like they've already they're already predicting where they're going to throw the ball up before they've even caught it. Yeah, again, it lapse of concentration. I think that's all it is with Pickford. He just he just loses his head at times. But from last um, night's game, I will take one thing out of it: that Ben Godfrey can have my children. Ben Godfrey is a very, very good defender. For £20 million, pounds, he's one of the bargain signs of the summer. Also, that, that Hamas Rodriguez goal. Um, right, come on. I mean, one. it's his first goal he scored. I'll say the boxer was right foot. Even Carlos said in his press conference he's never oh, seen yeah. him score a goal with his right foot. <laughs> and <laughs> he does that. We have one. Yeah, Carlos <laughs> is like, bro. <laughs> Looking like an angry um, frog, bless him. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> we, uh, we've gone for about an hour now, so I think it's time well, we... Uh, well, we're going to finish up with... Ooh, not explaining the... why. Kieran, I'll go to you first. Okay. Premier League, three best signings of the summer. Oh, Christ. Okay. Um, Do I have to have a reason? I don't think he's worth signing the summer. Three best signings of the summer. This would have definitely been a good question to ask me at the start of the podcast. <laughs> uh, you the switch, Tom? Okay, 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 okay. Thomas Socek. Yep. West Ham. Was he this summer? He was on loan last season, but he was signed permanently this summer. Oh, I'll give you that. Fair enough. Um, ooh. Emilio Martinez. Yes. Aston Rate Villa. That. And... Hoiberg at Spurs. I like them. They're out of the box, but I get why you've gone with them. 
Darren? Maybe not three of the best, but maybe, well, not, maybe not the three best, but definitely but three. Very influential the for their teams they've gone to. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'd say, I know it sounds biased, I'd go Ben Godfrey for £20 million. He's covered out of position very well. I'd also say Diego Jota for Liverpool. Because what, yeah. what he's offered you up front, obviously he's been injured now, what he's offered you up front, with obviously the main three not on target, has been phenomenal. And for the... You know, fuck everyone. I can't think of another one. Honestly, can't. I mean, if I say this one, I'm going to sound biased, but I saw that Howard Rodriguez on a free. <laughs> Because yeah, I think it's a free transfer. Free transfer for me, you, you can't fault that. For Champions League winner? I would go... Or Cavani. i go Cavani. i go Jota. Just purely just for the cheek of the structure that we put into that deal. Um, that we actually only paying them like £4 million or something over the next 12 months. Um, <laughs> and... I, I, it would then be a toss up between Hammers or Ben Godfrey. I will say one more that just thought of as well Ollie Watkins to Villa. Yes. Yeah, he's, he's been a yeah. very good sign for Villa. Yes. Decent I think that's what Villa Watkins. needed was a striker that can actually score goals. What about Ruben Diaz from Man City? Not that oh, I, just... I didn't even think. Yeah. Ruben Diaz, Man City. He has improved, and he's also made John Stones look decent at the back, which never no, would be possible. I've gone with. I like genuine three. prediction here. Sorry to cut you off, George. Genuine prediction here. I think if he keeps going the way he's going, keeps playing the way he is, he could be Van Dyke level in a couple of seasons. Yes, I, I completely yeah. agree. Maybe Van Dyke's an extreme example because he just t- Van Dyke was weird. He just turned into a freak all of a sudden. Like it was just nuts. <laughs> but if he can get anywhere near that level, he he, he is something now that Diaz. Yeah, David Johnstone's incredible to go. If he can get as a company level, like nine sheets already. Then he'll go down as one of the greatest ever centre backs if he stays there for long enough. Uh, of, course so, so, of course, he's one of the greatest ever centre backs. He have no history. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, but I was going mine based off more or less the bargain of the deal and what they've done for the price yeah, they got yeah, for well, and stuff. Yeah, got to be taken into consideration. It. Yeah, but no. Again, I'm going to sound biased. I would also like to point out Alan for twenty million. Yeah. Because hmm? what yeah. he's done in that Everton midfield, which to be fair, Everton midfield. Before Callum was shocking, you got a decent midfield now, to be fair. Yeah, because you, you know it's not Tom Davis. <laughs> I love Tom Davis, but he can't play football. <laughs> I love him to pieces, but he's shite. And for our millions, love, of love viewers, you, Tom. I do love you, but you, you, you're just not good, bless you. And for our millions of viewers, feel free to leave a comment of who you think is uh, the sign of the summer, or even if you want to go with who you think's better between Salah and Mane. Would, well, I wouldn't love to hear it, but at least you would. <laughs> Um, <laughs> anyway I think it's probably time we uh, we call this a podcast so thank you for listening um, be sure to check us out on we're on YouTube now gonna be, put some clips <laughs> up on there Oof. I know yeah stop <laughs> it uh, social medias Instagram Twitter Facebook all that jabs all that fun stuff at the football bit thank you very much peace